Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 223 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton. And who's going back in time with me tonight? <laughs> it's Nate. <laughs> it's Barry. <laughs> and welcome. And we are here to talk about a game that my mom actually did find many years ago. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, developed by Flagship, which was owned by Capcom and published by Nintendo. came out in 2001. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yep. And Barry, before we go too far, where can people find you at? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. Uh, you can also find me at NintendoFuse.com, as well as PremiumEditionGames.com, where we just announced brand new physical games for the Switch, as well as the original NES. One of which, if you're a Zelda fan and listening to this, you'll probably really like. It's called Super Dungeon Maker. It's pretty much Zelda Maker that Nintendo didn't make, Infinite Zelda Dungeons. So that's going up for pre-order very soon. All right. Hey, I do try to buy all the games that you guys advertise on Steam, but I do try to at least support developers. That's good. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm cheap and I don't really want physical, but if it goes on sale, I'll, I'll pick it up on Steam to support developers. So well, I've been trying you, to do that. You found some great games that way. I think I found great games. Will I ever play them? Who the fuck knows? But at least I own them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the devs support or appreciate your support, I'm sure. <laughs> like, isn't, oh, I think I just bought something called Cosmic. Cosmo Bit. Wasn't that one of your guys's? Nope. Okay, it looks like something you guys would do, so it reminded me of it. Never mind. <laughs> I know I've grabbed other games that you guys have done for sure. I see you advertised stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll look it up with Steam. Okay, it goes on my wish list. I'll pick it up someday. Like Cathedral, I know I picked up recently. Oh, uh, so good game. Such a good game. I just had to get that shout out since you brought up your thing. <laughs> well, I try. I try to support the same people that you guys are working with. At least my own way. All right, but we're here to talk about Oracle of Ages, which, as I was saying a little bit before, before I sidetracked myself, my mom actually found this game and bought it for me in 2001. And I played it. I couldn't get very far. I got to a, a certain part with some Gorons dancing. I put the game down and took me over 20 years to pick it back up again. <laughs> so, uh, those those Gorons dancing must have been a formative memory for you. It was. Yeah. I, it, I don't even really remember them much. It, it's because that's where I stopped. I couldn't do the Simon Says type game and I could never get past it. So it was the end. I just couldn't play anymore. And I. I stopped it and I was upset. And all these years later, I was still upset. Repressed <laughs> so, <laughs> memories. It wasn't repressed. I remember those gorons. <laughs> the only thing about this game I remembered. Yeah, I, I like, had this. Fuck. I had this as a kid as well, and I got stuck on one of the dungeons that had the uh, where you have to change all the tiles, the colors of the tile. Oh yeah. Uh, and I just I could not figure it out as a dumb kid, and I couldn't figure it out as a dumb adult either. What's the internet for? Yeah, I use the internet. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I use safe states and the internet to get through this game. I feel like the old man yelling at Cloud, you young yipper snappers <laughs> in your safe states and your internet. Oh, the safe states came in handy. Like I played on 3DS and I, I wish that it was out on Switch so that I could have used Rewind. I mean, I played it on something that looks like a Switch. Switch Pro? I Steam Deck. Steam Deck. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it is a Switch Pro to me. But no, Rewind would have been nice. Yeah. Barry, how did you play this? So this game came out right before graduating high school for me because it was early 2001. And I remember when it was coming out, thinking to myself, oh, you know, I'm an adult now. And, you know, I always had my parents buy gifts and stuff. And how am I going to get these games? You know, both of them, because I'm such a Zelda fan. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? 
And while I'm thinking about that, my dad comes over to me and hands me a credit card. And he's like, because you're going to college, you know, I want you to have this credit card. This is for food and this is for gas, you know, emergencies, you know, make sure you're, you're taken care of. And I looked at it and I looked at him and said, do you mind if I wind up using this for a different purchase first? And because I was graduating well, I was like, it's a graduation present. He said, yeah, go ahead. So it was actually my first credit card purchase was okay. purchasing Ages and Seasons. And I did play Ages first. And unlike you guys, I played through to completion my first time on the Game Boy Color. No save states, no rewind, <laughs> the old school way. You know, I remember actually playing it, like thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm actually playing something for the Game Boy Advance before the Game Boy Advance is out because that of the Advance shop. And the Advance wasn't out yet before when this game launched. It launched, like, I think a month or so before the Advance came out. And I was like, oh, I'm playing this early. Like, this is so cool. You know, I have to go back on the Advance. But uh, honestly, I fell in love with this game. And this immediately became my second favorite Zelda at the time. Like, I was just like, and I didn't understand, like, the hate. I was like, I love this game. What's wrong with people? <laughs> It doesn't deserve the hate again. Oh God! I don't. Man. I don't even. I've never even heard of hate for this game. Oh, I have. Oh yeah. Uh, I was I've, one of them. I've heard that like people prefer it over seasons, which is crazy to me because I prefer no. seasons. Seasons I like more. Yeah, oh, but that's because I'm more. I'm. I'm a big dummy, and this one is more puzzle focused. And uh, some of these puzzles, I'm like, I'm like, how would I have ever figured that out as a child? See, I, I, I didn't feel like the puzzles were that challenging in that regards. In fact, when I played it, I played Ages, like I said, first and then Seasons. And it was probably, I don't know, six months to a year later that, you know, in the earlier days of the Internet and the message boards, and I was talking to people and they're like, oh, yeah, well, Ages is more puzzle oriented and Seasons is more action. And I'm like, I never even thought about that. Like that thought never crossed my mind when playing these games. They were just Zelda to me. Yeah. Uh, and when, when I replayed them when they went on the 3DS Virtual Console, because it had been so long, I'm like, I really want to play these games again. So I bought them there. So I did get to play it there with Save State. And I found the only thing that I found challenging on my second playthrough that time was the time-traveling dungeon. And because like, I had forgotten about that. I'm like, wow, you know, like I, I didn't have a problem with this as a kid or, you know, as a young, young adult. And like, I'm not having a problem with this now, but it was, it was like wow, this stands out to me. Like, this is really forward thinking. Like, I was not expecting this. I had forgotten about it. And I was like, I really appreciate it. Uh, good job, flagship. You know, like, this is awesome. It's a cool concept, but I did not like that dungeon at all. It's uh, <laughs> a cool concept. Well, one cool thing about this game, and, and I guess if you haven't played it yet and you're playing it now, it loses a lot of what made it so magical because this was the seventh game or eighth game, depending on which one you want to say first, of the Zelda series. And it was the first time in 2D we got to see, like, the Gorons, for example. And a lot of the elements taken from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were brought in for the first time in 2D. And it was really weird because usually, you know, at this time period, everything was transitioning to 3D. We were seeing 2D characters go to 3D on all systems. And this was like the first real instance that I remember that hit me of a, a 3D character going 2D. And I was like, that's really cool. Like bomb chews, like some of the items were from, you know, the Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and like seeing them come into 2D. I was like, this is really cool. The Twin Rova and stuff like that. So yeah, I really cool. appreciated that. I mean, it uses a lot of the same assets or and design of like Link's Awakening, that same oh, yeah. like top down, which is fine. Like I had no problem with I don't really mind when people reuse assets. That doesn't bother me. But like to go on what you were saying that 
it does have like the happy mask salesman is in is in this game for just because like I do like seeing stuff and the Zoras are in the seeing things taken from Ocarina and Majora's Mask and, and put into a Game Boy Color. I have heard a lot of people talk shit about this game just because I don't people just complain. I think also sometimes people like to complain about the fact when because seasons in this game are not they're not that alike. They're just they're not like Pokemon Red and Blue, which are the same game, but with a few differences. Oh, yeah, These are completely two different, different games. People should not compare. Yeah. What sucks is that we never got Oracle of Secrets because I mm-hmm. remember reading in the magazines about the Triforce games and was so excited for the three of them. And then obviously we never we only got the two. And I also remember reading about, you know, the the Zelda one remake, which became Seasons. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hyped for all that. And then, you know, you when I played know. Seasons, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Zelda one. Like there's so much Zelda one right here. You can uh-huh. tell that's what they did. But with ages, like it 100 percent felt original and fresh. And this was only the second real time, but I guess you can kind of say third time that, you know, we didn't have Ganon as a real villain, right? You know, Ganon was the first one. Ganon was looming in the second one. It was, it was Shadow Link. It was Aghanim in the third one, but it was it was really Ganon. Ganon was there. And oh, yeah, Ganon's the final boss. Link's Awakening, you know, you had Ganon as, as a nightmare. He wasn't the full real boss, but he was still there. There was a presence there. And and obviously, Ocarina of Time of Ganondorf. And Majora's Mask was no Ganon. It was all Skull Kid and Majora's Mask. And, and now this was like Varen. Like, whoa, an original Zelda villain. Like, like again, like, <laughs> this is crazy. We just got Majora's Mask and Skull Kid. Now we're getting another one. Of course, Ganondorf is in it. Or Ganon, I should say. But not in this. Only if you play both. Only if you play both. But it was still like this original villain. And both games had original villains. I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) Like, I like to see that. But they still, of course, tie back to to Ganon. But I I like to see the originality. Varen's a good villain. I mean, what she does. Like, the fact that you lead. She possesses Impa. You lead Impa over to this Oracle Naru that ends up leading the whole problem because then she can, she can go back in time and change things. And it's all your fault. Cause you pushed a block. Like it works really well. <laughs> yeah. Poor Impa link yeah. fucked up everything. <laughs> the, I know, love the idea that like the first scene you see is her like turning somebody into old man and just fucking with everything. And it's like, it's a cool concept and it's actually a game that gets time travel. I think right. Which mm-hmm. not everything can say that there's, there's so much also that Again, I think it's kind of lost now versus then, because then we were we were all like, is there a timeline to Zelda? Right. And, you know, when A Link to the Past came out, it was like, oh, these are the ancestors. That's the whole point of A Link to the Past. Um, like, OK, cool. I get it. And, you know, Link's Awakening was said to be a follow up just like Zelda one and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were obviously follow ups. So we're like, oh, two games, two games, two games. And here, you know, two games as well. But it did something different because it it showed in the very beginning Link riding Epona going to the very temple that the Triforce is last seen in A Link to the Past. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I said, but wait a second. Link's Awakening comes after. And then when you beat the full game, Linked and everything, he gets on a ship to go back to Hyrule. I'm like, oh, my God, mind blown. Like, they did it. They actually put a storyline that connects and before there was really a Zelda timeline, whether they consciously did it or not. I was like, this is, this is great. This now we know where this fit. I never, I never picked up on that. Like the linked game ending. I just thought he was going on a ship, you know, and I, I never like, played yeah, fun. A link game yet. We'll be doing seasons in uh, June, so I can finally play seasons. Well, at the end, it's not really a spoiler, but at the end of the linked game, he gets on a ship and he sails away. Back to Hyrule, <laughs> which if you play Link's Awakening at the very beginning, he's on a ship back to Hyrule. So Seasons was the first one I played, and then I got this like a little bit after, you know, just because I was like, I want the other one, Mom and Dad. 
<laughs> playing at this time, I think I think the proper order that they want you to play in is ages yes. and then do linked game in seasons because there's Correct. like uh there's specifically a group of pirates mm-hmm. who make mention of going to Holodrum, which is seasons, and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like Yep. And they have different dialogue in, in seasons when you talk to them because you've seen them in ages. See, I I've, I've always done linked game seasons to ages so i'm kind of excited to do like a linked game in seasons and see what changes there yeah i'm glad i I, can provide that for you guys yeah when i when i did i did it first i did ages and seasons So like when i replayed on the 3ds i purposely did seasons and ages but to me ages to seasons is always the canonical so for me ages will always be zelda 7 and yeah seasons will always be zelda 8 oh i was just gonna say not not to like make this about seasons but the story in this one is more prominent than Mm -hmm. in seasons like when you play seasons first yeah like this one feels like they had more uh i guess there there it feels like there's more dialogue between like the main villain and link and like you know the other (laughs) characters and stuff where seasons uh because maybe it was just a zelda one remake it just Mm -hmm. feels like kind of rushed and you know I think I think that's exactly it. I think they were working on the Triforce series, and they were also working on the Zelda one remake. And Oracle of Ages might very well have been the first one they were working on in the Triforce. And when they realized they couldn't do three, they could only do two. I think that you know they took the Zelda one remake and merged it into Seasons, and they already had that as like a template, and they just kind of yeah. used those yeah, assets. I mean, Ages. There's a lot going on in Ages. There's a lot just in this game in general. Like one of the new concepts that I'm, I'm, I know in both of them is you have the rings that you can collect. You get different rings for doing things or growing plants and killing enough enemies. You can a, a tree will grow and you can then get items. You get more rings and they all do different things. Some will turn you into like a moblin or other monsters for no good reason. Some will make you more powerful. I mean, I'm not a completionist at all, and I was watching the completionist video. Like the the, the crap that you have to do. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I, well, I would not yeah. care enough. Here, here's the thing about that, though. And I, again, I think this is a product of its time versus now. So now, in 2023, when we're recording this, so if you're listening to this in 20 years, you know, obviously this is even <laughs> more of a problem. Is just so many games. So if you were to play this game right now for the first time, you will probably play to completion, link up, and you'll be able to put the game down and be like, that's cool. I'm, I enjoyed myself. I'm going on to another game. In 2001, the list of games was significantly less because we only had a couple of generations. There was still plenty, more than, more than enough, but there was less. <laughs> and if you were younger, uh, it was your only game. Hmm? You, you had to spend oh, I remember. It was a while till you're getting another game. So going for those 100%, you know, doing the quote-unquote grind, you know, that's just what you did because you didn't have something else pulling on you going, hey, hey, play me instead. <laughs> that's why I was so upset. Like, I had a hatred of this game for so many years because I... You know, I picked this out. I love Link's Awakening. I was so excited to play another Zelda game on Game Boy Color, and I did not enjoy this game as a kid at all because of how hard it was for me. To fig- and the Gorons. Those fucking Gorons. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, playing it now, like, I really appreciate this game because it is a lot like Link's Awakening, but it's better in some aspects. Like, it's more complicated than Link's Awakening, which I don't consider better, but it is, like, it did, you know, enhance on the Link's Awakening idea, like, it does a lot of color puzzles because it is a Game Boy Color game. Like, there is a lot to this game, and I appreciate that. Like, I really, I had a good time, you know, this game is hard, and I had to use a guide a lot. But I also don't like, in games, like, you know, having to do one thing and then go to and figure out a different time zone or something to do it again to find, you know. And yes, I like, I mean, I like that, I like Chrono Trigger, but that's different. But I just, I didn't really enjoy that in this game. 
but it's it's good. It does it well. It, it was a me thing, not the game. <laughs> it's a you thing. It, yeah, they are. <laughs> I always try to when, it, when it's something where it's like it's a me problem. I want to make sure I you know don't make like I just don't like that personally. The, the thing with the rings, I always found interesting because I feel like we really never got that again. Like that was the first and the closest to like RPG equipment. Like yeah. Link has always had equipment, but this was the first like armor style like stat boost where you could really customize you know your stats. And I don't know why they've never brought that concept back, but it was really weird. Um, I liked it. I thought it was neat. The whole thing with like Maple coming down and knocking into you and the special rings you can get. And like, it was, there was a lot of personality. But another thing that they did, which I did not really utilize at all, like when playing this game, unless I absolutely had to, was the seed system where they converted some items into seeds for, I guess, inventory space. And I don't know how you guys feel about the seed system where you have the five different seeds. Take mm. up one space. I enjoy the fact that one let me run fast, and I enjoy the fact that one let me teleport so I could skip things because traversing this world sucks. So yeah, the <laughs> teleport like one is definitely one I use. But like the Pegasus, you know, I used to use the Pegasus boots all the time. But it was like it's it's that you know I'm the type of gamer where I'll fight the final boss with 99 high elixirs and everything, and I'll I'll feel guilty <laughs> about using one on the final boss because what if I need it later. So I, I didn't really utilize the Pegasus seeds because I'm like, well, no, but they're limited. I don't want to use one <laughs> in case I need yeah. one later. I, I only used it when uh, any the of the game. seeds, when it called for it, you know, otherwise I was just like, you're in, you're in my inventory. I always had my sword and rocks feathers equipped. Same. I love rocks feathers so much. Yeah. I'm so glad I made a return in this game. Like, I yeah. just really enjoy that piece of equipment. I also liked what they did where each like certain equipment was was between the two games rocks feathers shield boomerang boat you know bomb mm-hmm. stuff like that but then they had upgrades to equipment that was exclusive to one game or the other that with the linked system you could then bring to the other game and it changes the dynamic of the game so you know rocks feathers always was my favorite item in Link's awakening it's the simple jump it was, it was so good and I, like you said i loved seeing it come again and then you have in seasons is the rocks keep and then yeah. if you play the link, you get the rocks cape and ages, which is like, well, this is really cool. It changes the way to play. And I love the fact that they did that. It almost like it's like Pokemon in that sense, but <laughs> it wasn't necessary. You didn't need the upgraded items to beat ages, just like you don't need them in seasons. And then there was the bonus items. Again, some of them right from Ocarina of Time, like the bigger on sword, you know, and bomb shoes and stuff like special linked items that you only got by playing a linked game. Which is cool that it has that has that. I mean, I haven't seen that yet, and I look I look forward to it. Like, but th- like this game kind of just blew me away with like how intricate it is and how deep. Like, like you said, Nate, this game is deep. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of little quests. There's a lot of like. I mean, I definitely can see this game being more puzzle heavy because you're. I mean, I don't. I don't. I did play seasons like eight years ago, but I didn't finish it, so I know a little bit of seasons, but it's been a long time. But I can say this game, in my playthrough, had so many freaking puzzles in general. Like, just everything felt like you're trying to find something. You know, it really made you think more than yeah. I wanted to. <laughs> even even just getting to the next dungeon, it was like, well, you have to go back in time and talk to this person, and then you got to mm-hmm. go back, like, forward in time, and then, oh, go back in time and push this vine seed <laughs> over yes. to a wall, and then go forward in time and find that screen again, and... Yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept of it and I like and I enjoyed it while having a guy. But if I wasn't a dirty, dirty cheat, I would have had a hard time, <laughs> I think, figuring out some of that stuff. I, I feel like it would have gotten to me. I mean, as a kid, I mean, that, 2001 Internet would have been around. So, I mean, I got I mean, I got to the Gorons like I got yeah. that far. I was going to say like a lot of like just talking to characters around you, too. So like 
you know, if you're if you're supposed to be like in in Labrina for the next dungeon, because the tree. Oh my God, what's its name? The tree that wants to marry you. Yeah, that you? one. Yeah, the oh, evil dead tree. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> fake Deku tree. Yeah, you know, she'll be like, oh, the next essence is in Labrina. So like. The Mako. Okay. No, it's Maku. It's M A K K U. See, I was going to say Mako because of Mass Effect. Mass but, uh, Effect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, so if you go to Labrina and you, like, talk to people, they'll be like, oh, this, you know, like, oh, this black tower that Queen Ambi built forever ago is awful. And then, like, so, you know, they kind of, like, give you hints there, like, oh, maybe I should go back in time and go, like, talk to the guards in the black tower and get a shovel so I can, like, leave the city. So, you know, they, they, uh, I feel they do give you hints like that, but I didn't really talk to anyone in this playthrough. So I want to be able to, like, specifically point at someone I and just, say, this person says to go here. <laughs> I just talked to people that the, the guy told me to talk to. Yeah. That was it. Like, I know there's a, there's one side quest you can do where there's some, there's a kid, there's a parents with a little kid and you can talk to them and, like, you can, I guess, shape how the kid grows up or yeah. something. Bippin and Blossom. I was doing stuff and then it got to a point where they didn't change their dialogue and they were supposed to. So then I never went back. <laughs> uh, Kid Nate would name it things like fart and butt. <laughs> I named it. I gave him money for the doctor, but I didn't give him all the money because I'm like, I need my rupees right now. I got I, stuff I'm saving up for. I didn't do I didn't do any of that at this time. I decided to skip it. There's more. And then I just then it didn't change. I said, fuck it and kept going. <laughs> um, I want to say it only gets to a certain point and then you have to do a linked game. And like so when you go to seasons, like I think they'll kind of like continue that storyline for you. Don't. Oh. Don't like 100% quote me on that because I haven't done a linked game in forever. But I do know that to complete this game, you have to play both of them yeah. two times. Two times, really? Yeah. Are you, are you talking about like once each or? No. You got to play oh. ages and seasons and seasons and ages. They don't connect to each other that way, though, that I'm aware of. No, he went and played each of them oh. over and over again. Oh, just see the differences. I see. There's, okay. there's differences between. Yeah, because completionist is nuts. So it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> That's his chick, though, so I get it, but no thank you. <laughs> also, like, the whole idea with, like, Vera, who she takes over the queen that you don't find out right away, and, like, the way that she possesses the queen and kind of, like, tricks, tries to trick you into doing things, and the, and the whole, like, plot is that they're building this giant tower that you're trying to collect the essences, or because it's your eight sage medals or whatever the hell you want to call them. Essentially, that's what it is, so you can then, you know, get to the final boss, and I don't mind that. Like, eight dungeons is plenty for me in a game. Like, I don't, I mean... I do love the fact that, you know, Link to the, Link, yeah, Link to the Pass is, what, nine, I think? Nine, kind of the colored dungeon. So, But I, I like that, but, I mean, I'm good with eight. Eight eight was enough in this game. Like, I had no, no Link issue. Link to the Past, I think, had, what, ten? It had seven and three, and then the final. Yeah. Was something like that. I think it's seven, Crystal. It's been a while. Yeah, seven, seven maybe. Uh, I need to play it again, but it's been a while. Episode 50 well, was the last time I played Link to the Past. There's also, if you count the Temple of the Four Sword in the Linked version of uh, Link to the Past. On, Never uh, played GBA. that yet. Yeah, there's this brand new dungeon that most people never played because you have to, I think you have to beat Four Swords and then you link it to A Link to the Past and you get a brand new dungeon. I gotta do that one day. You gotta find three friends with a Game Boy Advance. And yeah, Four, Four Swords is a great game. That's yeah. an issue. That's a big issue. Okay, never mind then. That's not happening. I was like, oh, if I can emulate it, sure, I'll do it. But yeah, finding, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Here's the thing <laughs> if Nintendo were really cool because they put uh, on the GBA online, they put the e-card levels from Super Mario Brothers 3 on there. 
Okay, so maybe we'll get it. If Nintendo were really cool, they'd do that with a GBA port of Link to the Past. Hey, if they do it, they'll get my... I'll finally upgrade to Nintendo Switch, whatever the hell it's called, online, the better one, yeah. and I'll play it. Because I would love to play it again. I think the only reason we got the e-reader cards, unfortunately, is because they released it on the Wii U Virtual Console Mario 3, and they did that. So since oh. they already did it for the Virtual Console, they figured they might as well probably just... It's easy port at this point, because they already oh. have that ROM. I didn't know they. I didn't know they had that on the Wii. Yeah. U. So if I don't know if Link to the Past uh, and Four Swords was brought to the Wii U, it might have been. I, I haven't checked. But uh, if if that's the case, and they you had some way to unlock, you can't check anymore. <laughs> yeah. well, Google could tell it's you. Gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's but, fine. Yeah. I I almost regretted it because I I meant to buy Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, and I never did. And I'm like, well, fuck it. There's emulation. Are those on? Are those on the Wii U? They were. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, they, and that was a great way to play him because this plays like a big DS. Well, dang. I, why would they not put that on the 3DS? That ship is gone, though. So. <laughs> I thought. Well, they probably didn't put it on the 3DS eShop because you could buy a physical cart, put it in your 3DS, and just play it. Uh, not in the year of our Lord 2023 for a decent price without. Hey, know. I know a guy in Puerto Rico that was actually going to sell me a copy of Phantom Hourglass. I wanted it for. I don't remember what he wanted, but. <laughs> Wait, is it really that expensive now? No. I, it, 35. Oh my god, that's a decent price. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, well, does it come with the case? No. Oh, maybe. let's see. Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> look what you did. <laughs> yeah, look yeah, what you did. I want, I want the case. <laughs> with the case, there's only one buy it now that's 60 but there's a mm. bunch of auctions in the 20s right now. Oh, nice. Here's I one just... buy it now, $48.99. I bought... I bought the DS versions of Final Fantasy 3 and 4 in 2020 for like 15 bucks each from GameStop. And then I bought the cases from eBay for like 10 bucks, the instruction go. manual. That's not bad. And I felt, yeah, I felt like I was like ripping them off. I was like, hell yeah. GameStop has single-handedly turned the DS case market up because of how many they've thrown out. That and kids <laughs> throwing out the cases. I got, I I will understand when kids throw away games because my dumbass threw away the box of this game, for example. I actually can't even find this game. I went and looked for the cartridge because I used to have it. It's just gone. I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, cause I was looking for Phantom Hourglass because I used to have that, <laughs> and then I couldn't find this either. I'm like, oh, that's sad. Well, see, back in the day, we we did throw out a lot of the cardboard boxes because yeah. they got damaged. But like the DS, the clamshell, like they were meant to be kept. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a bunch either because yeah, I moved a couple times and everything got lost. Or stolen somewhere in those words. But <laughs> one thing about Oracle Ages that it does do that I like, which is follow up from Link's Awakening, is that every dungeon has a mini boss too. I really yeah. like that. I mean, one, it gives you the midway point, so you have that, you know, spot to go back to in a dungeon. But also I just really enjoy the fact that you get to fight an extra boss. And I mean a lot of them they're fun. They had some good mini bosses in this game. I mean, some are repeats from Link's Awakening, I think, but nah, they were still good. I still liked them. I didn't care. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. much about this game other than fucking Gorons I didn't have a problem with. Like, you bring back <laughs> bring back the, the power bracelet, which I like. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it, did, it brought back a lot of the classic items, which all work well. And it had a lot of good new items that I've never seen in a Zelda game before. And I appreciated that. Like, the switch hook, which uh, I thought was the hook shot. It's not. It's something different. And it's never been brought again. That was a really cool item. Like, what it does, it grabs onto, onto certain blocks or pots and then... They rotates and you switch and you're there and then the pop breaks or the block goes where you were. Like it's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. A lot of and clever like, puzzles with that one. <laughs> well, this game's all. I mean, this game made my brain think in ways that I didn't, that I don't. I would have had a hard time if I wasn't cheating. So yeah, like the power brace is one of those upgraded in this to the to the power glove because it's just so bad. 
Eh, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a cheap, but I was fine with it. But I, I completely can see it because it's like you don't get a new item. You just get, okay, now you can lift these blue block, blue blocks for no reason. But just because, here. He's stronger. I like one thing they did with the seed is they had the seed satchel, which is just from like Link's Awakening and, and other yeah. games. But then they did the seed shooter yes. where now you can shoot them and use them as bullets. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I did like, you can, like you can aim them diagonally. That that blew my little kid mind when I first <laughs> did that. And then the cane of Samaria coming back from Link to the Past was like, yeah. wait, oh, that's a deep, deep cut. <laughs> yeah. And it was it's cool actually useful. Back. Yeah, very useful. <laughs> well, it was, I think it was an optional item in Link to the Past, right? It was like, no, it's not. You get, But you don't get it to Turtle's Rock. Well, you got Turtle's Rock. That's right. It's very end of the game. So you really so don't, it's, it. you don't need it. Like, where this game, I think you get it with a fourth or so dungeon. It's early on in this game because you use it a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of puzzles in this game, and there's a lot of like shit where you gotta like push up in the dark with holes everywhere. And you gotta push the block. You know what path to walk on or save state. Yes. But, See, I tried to like I tried to trick the game by like because I was like, oh, surely when I open the map, there will be that split second where like nope. because it has to nope. brighten the screen. Nope. And I was like, dang, they thought of everything. No, I didn't need safe state. You just you just need to bury when you're in a rush and you're trying to see if you can make the jump or not. Oh. That's all. <laughs> I was trying to skip things like like can I jump over this? Nope, I can't. That's it. Or what? I I I use safe states obviously, but like I most things like I would just fight them or get through it without having to cheat too much like that. There's also one other big item that was exclusive to these two games is never come again, and that's the strange flute for the animal buddies, mm. which has not <laughs> been pulled in again. The the poor Dimitri and Moosh and Ricky have been. Locked to these two games, have never seen the light of day, and you can only get one depending on what you do. You oh, which one? With? Yeah, what'd you go with, Barry? Uh, I always got Moosh. Like, he, like, just by playing naturally, I always got Moosh. Okay. And you, Nate? I, I always go Dimitri. Dimitri, that's okay. I did the, I did the Dimitri, the Dodongo looking dinosaur, too. Yeah, he's cool. I like him, but I like. The problem they don't do, and then Roger is a kangaroo with boxing Ro- gloves. Ricky, uh, Ricky. Ricky. Oh, sorry, Roger. That's Tekken. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I didn't. Ricky, you sucks. don't use the animal buddies much. Are like, we I, all are we all in agreement that Ricky sucks? Like, yeah, he was the weakest of the three. That's yeah. what the internet thinks too. By the way, I saw. <laughs> oh, really? I just hate. I hate him. He's so smug. In seasons, you have to like fight a boxing guy to get his gloves, and I was like, fuck this. Oh, is it a little fat guy with little blue boxing gloves? Yeah. yeah. That's a Link Awakening guy. Yeah. I forgot his name. He's an asshole in Link's Awakening. Yeah, they, they reused a lot of the assets just because it was easier to do. I don't yeah. mind that. It doesn't I don't mind it either. Yeah, Maybe at one time it bothered me, but not anymore. Well, especially if you factor in all of Link's... This is a spoiler alert, but all the enemies in Link's Awakening don't actually exist. <laughs> so... <laughs> they do now. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, Link, yeah, Link's Awakening is a dream. Like in this game, you also have bunnies that were in Link's Awakening, and I tr- and I was bombing them, and it wasn't until I was watching the speed run that I realized, oh, I can just play the harp and kill them instantly that way. Oh, okay, that would have been a lot easier. The Paul's voice, you mean? Yeah. See, that's actually a throwback to Link's uh, Zelda One. Zelda One. Yep. Yep. Because it was a hint. It was one of the hints that you got one of the cryptic hints that they didn't like music or noise. They didn't like noise. And you thought like, Oh, let me play the recorder. And it didn't do anything. And like, I was a kid and many other kids, there's no internet. We were all like, what does this hint mean? 
and it was it was really dirty because that hint was referring to the microphone in the Famicom controller of ah, controller one, yeah. and you blew into that controller to kill them instantly. But you couldn't do that on the NES, so that hint had no factor. And just wasting time trying with the recorder, I think it was called at the time, <laughs> uh, trying to record it. Like, why is it not killing them? So they did it in this game as homage to the first game. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I've heard that before, but I've forgotten over the years. Yeah, it's it was a really nasty trick in the 80s because <laughs> there was no internet to look up. I mean, it's a cool concept when games add like little stuff like that. But I mean, as a guy who loves emulation, I'm like, oh, I don't like that because I gotta emul- I gotta find a way to get past that. Then could you imagine being like a little kid uh, in Japan playing the first Zelda and you go up against these bunnies and they just piss you off and you're just like fuck you and you know your <laughs> microphone picks it up and it just kills them like i would feel like the coolest dude <laughs> well again there's no internet so you would you would, that would be the kind of thing you would go to your friends in the playground guys yeah. guys i was playing zelda and i said fuck you to the bunny and it died <laughs> you gotta say fuck you to the bunny <laughs> and that's it yeah. That would be the, even though all you had to do was blow, it would be like the thing amongst your friends is you can only kill them by saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure your mom's not around. <laughs> so say it quietly into the. Like, like, fuck you. I know, I know in the DS of Phantom Hourglass, you could blow into the microphone and like blow out torches and stuff, but that they should have brought something like that back where you can just like yell at an enemy and it's just like, oh. <laughs> Oh, in the Phantom Hourglass, just to touch on that, you they did patch out all the drawing stuff, so you can play an emulated ROM of it where you don't have to draw. Oh, nice. Oh, so, nice. Since there's no legal way to buy that game other than the secondhand market, if you wanted to buy it digital, well, play it digitally, that's a way. <laughs> just put that out there to wrap up that part. But like, one, there was a cool, there was a cool puzzle in this game I did like, where you're trying to get a, you need to get a raft at one point, and the guy tells you, "Hey, I'm working on this raft," so then you go in the future to his house but he's dead and then you find out it's in his tomb you have to go to his gravestone in order to get the rope to make a raft or something i thought that was cool there's a lot of those kind of puzzles isn't that where you get the flippers too is in his grave i think i think so flippers are cool to have in this game and hey also another new thing i've never seen in a zelda game before the mermaid suit no i hate that thing i did too (laughs) having to tap because like you would tap or at least I would tap it like in the ocean and I'd be like swimming pretty fast and I get on land and like I'd be tapping it to walk and I'm like, what am Same. I doing? Like <laughs> I, I did it. It took me a few times. I'm like, I'm like stop, stop. Because you have. Yeah, you have to tap like I thought you do left and right, left and right to move. Or you, I'm not sure. You just have to tap stuff. But yeah, it was I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> be different. Again, that was another uh, upgrade item. From the flippers of the mermaid suit. But it's cool because it lets you actually swim underwater and do yeah. things that you never did yeah. in a Zelda game. So, like, to me, it didn't feel like a stupid upgrade. Like, the the glo- from the, you know, the ring to the glove, like, was doing one thing. Like, that was dumb. This wasn't, in my opinion, dumb. Well, I, I do you have me. to remember the, the ring to the glove is actually from Link to the Past. Well, yeah, but there's more stuff to do with it in Link to the Past. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's hey, you get, you get to save a, a fake toad that from the dark world that ends up turned to a dwarf and makes you a new sword. So, Hey, yeah. In this, you, you don't do any of that. I mean, you only really get it the last dungeons. So you just, I mean, I just used it to move blue blocks and that was it. I don't know if I even like used it to get heart pieces or anything that probably could have, but I was just done at that point. Uh, no, I think, uh, I was following a guide for heart pieces and the last two I needed were from one of the Gasha seeds. And, oh, okay. then, and then another random one that like was just rng related and i was like i'm not messing with that yeah that's i went for most of them in in this game which i never do and then i got near the end when i like and i'm like i'm done (laughs) i don't care anymore 
Well, you get like in one of the, I think it's like this. I think it's in Jabby Jabby's belly. You get the blue ring, which has damage. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, what's the point? Once you get that, like, why do you need hearts? <laughs> I okay, it's very creative, like the Jabu Jabu stuff. Like that to me was a very creative dungeon. I didn't like it, but the fact that it exists and how you have to go through time to change it because you need the King Zora who dies in the future if you don't go back and save him. Like, that's a cool concept. Yeah. Because he's yeah. being poisoned or he's sick or something. I liked it. That was some stuff that I did like with time travel where I thought they got it right. You know, even though they probably wonder, like, what, what the hell are you doing here 300 years later? How are you still alive? <laughs> but hey. I do like you get like uh, specifically the Goron emblem and then the Zora em- the Zora scale or whatever. And like from the past or no, I think it's from the future. And then you take it to like the opposite and there's, you know, like you use it to progress and they're like, they're like, Hey, I'm not letting anyone through unless you have this. And they're like, Hey, you have this like, cool, go ahead, man. <laughs> like they just don't <laughs> question Link. Like, how did you get that? Like, you're not a Goron, man. <laughs> oh God. Cause you had to dance for Goron to get it. Oh my God. That's okay. Yeah. Now we got to talk about that. That now Simon says game where you have to like you, he, they do a rhythm and you have to press the buttons at the same rhythm that they did it and and even with save states like the, the, i could hear it over and over and over again because i would say right before each round it still took me forever to get the hang of it the one the like last one you have to do goes on for so long too i got good at it though after a while and i'm not yeah. a rhythm person like i have no rhythm i i was just tapping my foot and i got it eventually i on on the very long one, I started saving in between like every few <laughs> rounds just because I was like, man, I, I don't want to mess this up and have to go back to the beginning. Like I'm so far in. <laughs> I saved every round because I had to hear the music like three, four times usually to get it to get through it, to memorize yeah. it. And see, this is one of those cases where I feel like we're also kind of spoiled by more modern conveniences oh, yeah. because that that's certainly anytime you have something in the main story that drags that, that, that can draw drag you to a halt it, it it's always a determined like you like like you you quit you know there's other games like everyone like mystical ninja starring gomon on the game game uh the n64 there was a sequence where you had to swim up a waterfall and you had to rapidly hit the a button and i just couldn't hit it fast enough and i kept dying i'm like all right well i guess i'm quitting the game now because like that's it i can't progress and like I feel like games today, like if you fail like a few times, they're like, do you want to make this easier? Do you just want to skip this? And I know some people will be like, no, you must do it. But I feel like this is an example of where I f- the game would be just a little better if it gave you that option. If you were having that much difficulty, because yeah. it's it's better to move on at least continue and finish the game versus throw it down in frustration and and swear it off for twenty years <laughs> and talk shit about it too for twenty years. Don't you gotta leave that part in there too. Talk, I talk, talk a lot of shit about this game, and then I'm finally like, okay, you were you were wrong. Like, fuck those <laughs> Goron still, but you were wrong. It's a good game. <laughs> and this game traumatized me. I was really upset. This I is one of those games that stuck with me. The same with Sukaden 3, another one that I got as a gift from my parents. And I, I that was another game I, I was so happy to get and got stuck in and still to this day have not, not finished it. So It sucks when you get stuck like that. So I'm, I'm glad you persevered and you were able to make it through. But again, that's also a product of a time where we didn't have those kind of conveniences. You know, so many. I feel like quality of life has improved so much oh, God, games yes. that it's sometimes harder to go back to older games because you expect those same standards that you've got accustomed to oh yeah and this show has really taught me that as i go through <laughs> everything yeah except i can cheat usually so it's not a big deal yeah. <laughs> but it is cool that you get to choose which animal you want in the game and then you can then like there's a certain area that changes depending on which animal you pick i thought that's really cool too 
but you get to choose if you know what to do. Oh, good point. In the days really before the internet or before the, the internet was around, but like there were guys weren't a real thing and it was in the infancy. You know, I got moosh, but I got moosh just because that's just what I did. And I didn't even realize, oh, I locked myself out of the other two now. Like, so I, I am, you know, I better like him because I'm stuck with him. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had no idea. So it's kind of cool now that you have that the ability to choose because you know what to do. And you can look up a guide like, oh, I, I want, you know, Dimitri or I want Ricky or I want Moosh, whatever. You could pick it, but it also will lock you in depending on if you happen to go to point A instead of point B. But also you only really use the, I mean, I guess I could have summoned one of the animals whenever, but I just didn't care. Yeah. Because you don't need them for anything other than that one part. You really don't. And they each have their own little part that they do. You don't really use them much. Wouldn't it be cool in like in Tears of the Kingdom, like you're just somewhere and like Link's like in trouble and suddenly like the three of them just show up out of nowhere and just like help them <laughs> and be like, hi, we haven't seen you in 20 years or so, but we're here. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, that would be cool. They did bring that back. One part that, that I, I want to talk about that irritated the hell out of me and I do had no memory of it as a kid, even though I must have done it because I got to the Gorons, is the part where you go to the island and then you you wind up on the island and they steal all your shit. Yep. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You get in a raft, you crash, and then these little green guys are like, oh, thanks. We'll take all your stuff. We found it on, on your body. <laughs> and see, that's the funny part. Like, that that's such a cool scene. And then, like, so many people lost their minds in Breath of the Wild when that happened, and which was an homage to both Link's Awakening and this scene. And so many people forgot that this was already here, like, 20 years earlier. So <laughs> I did, that's for sure. Like, I had no memory of this. And yeah. It, it just was like it's just funny because like you had like they won't they're like oh yeah i found this like everyone just gives it back to you as you confront them and the, the one guy's like no you gotta i want you gotta trade me back for your feather and, and ring that i stole from you oh yeah from your corpse that wasn't <laughs> dead i mean the island was still cool like that was there was i mean again that was very puzzle heavy having to you know trade items to get around the island to get to different places to then you know move puzzles you can get everything like i mean it was cool and you, I think you only get your shield back if you buy your shield. You have to buy your shield back from a decrew shrub. Whoever stole your shield, I never found them. Or maybe it washed away, I don't know. But I didn't get it back. <laughs> no shields. Yeah, I, mean, I, well, I mean, I bought one, but I, mean, I used it a couple times in this game. There were a few enemies who'd use it to knock things, to knock them back, but that was it. I think that's because of the limitations of the Game Boy, where you can only have two items equipped. So you were mostly using other items instead of the shield versus more modern games where you have the shield is always equipped. Due to more buttons on the system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I, I'm okay with the fact that, you know, it only has two buttons. It did a lot for just two buttons, though. Yeah. I was going to say, it's all you need. That's true. No, I, I, mean, I, I would first... like to have more, but it worked. I think this was the first, like, game that you can just, like, unequip Link's, uh, besides Link's Awakening. But it was, it's like, the first Awakening. Zelda game I had played where you could just take his sword off <laughs> and yeah. not like not use it i was like oh that's cool like i kind of yeah. wish you could i mean i guess you can kind of do it in breath of the wild you do it but, breath of the wild you know like just not not to have your sword out like it's cool yeah links links are gonna have you do that too and you what was also cool is it allowed you to you know the big thing with tears of the kingdom is the whole combining thing yeah you know with this you were able to do that beginning like it was such a cool thing to have bombs in one hand and, and the arrows the bow and arrow in the other and you push A and B together, yep. and you launch bomb arrows. I'm like, that was so good. Like, as a kid, that was revolutionary. Like, wow. Right. So cool. And the fact that they thought enough to do that and put those little combinations of Pegasus boots and 
You know, in Link's Awakening, Pegasus boots and the rock's feather. Or in this, the Pegasus seed and the rock's feather. It, it was really cool that they they utilized the fact that you can unequip the sword. I just feel like they didn't, they utilized it like once or twice. And then they were just like, they just abandoned it, you know, like. Because they knew people wouldn't want to unequip their sword consistently, but. I, I never did. I always. I always keep my sword equipped, even though I'm, I I should, I don't need it. I don't like not having it in, in the B button slot. Mm. It just makes me upset. Can you believe that there's people out there who put the sword on A? <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't feel right for my hand. Like when when you me neither. Like when you have the mermaid suit, you can use whatever's in your A button. So like, but I didn't realize that because like I go underwater and then I'm hitting B to like try to slash a jellyfish. I'm like, oh, I can't because that's my dive button now. Oh, I never knew that. And I I'm just like, thought you couldn't use your sword underwater, like, oh, so I used the switch hook. Yeah, I did not. Well, hey, you taught me something new. Hey, by the way, you could be <laughs> yeah, the you just fine by the way. A, yeah, without that's knowing how, that. Oh, I thought it didn't work. I thought you just couldn't use your sword. Yeah, underwater. Well, I mean that's how like Ocarina of Time was like. That was like my second Zelda game, but that was like the first Zelda game that I kind of just played up on my own without like watching my brother play. You can't use your sword in the water, like when you're underwater in Ocarina of Time. So it would kind of make sense to be like, oh, you know, an Oracle of Ages, like, oh, I can't use my sword. But that's because we're normal people who have sword equipped to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Though. You taught me something new. I mean, that, OK, that, that, that just improved the game because I thought it was just a thing where I could only use the switch hook underwater. So I would avoid mm-hmm. enemies or only kill enemies with the switch hook. OK, that's cool. Now you can replay it. Not gonna happen, but that's cool. <laughs> no, I I don't see myself going back to this game any just because like when I got to another game to play. But no, I I'm just proud of young Mike would be proud that 20 years later, future Mike finally figure out how to beat this fucking game. I mean, cheated, that's all hell. But at least he <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is, but like I really just dragged my feet playing this game. I like noticed. even <laughs> even though uh, whenever I played it, like I would I would have a decent enough time, but like you know like getting myself to like want to play it i was just like dreading it i don't know if that's just because like you know when i had it as a kid it was a game i couldn't beat because you know i wasn't good enough at the game whereas like you know if i ever get like the uh i used to play ocarina of time every year because that was like my favorite game of all time uh and i would just like i've never had a problem just booting that game up and just like playing it because like I know that game really well, but this one, I was just like, I don't want to, I think it's just, I don't want to have to talk to NPCs to figure out where I'm going. (laughs) I think it's just like the tension. Like, I mean, again, for me, I have played lots of other Zelda games on this show. And this one only happened because I'm like, well, technically in the order, I probably published order. I probably should do these next. Yeah. Like that was it. I mean, I've completely, I've avoided this game, like the plague too, just because like I had such bad memories of it because it gave me fucking Gorons gave me so much trouble. Yeah. As a kid, like, you know, it, stuff like that sticks with you. Like, if you have, like, a, you know, Ocarina of Time is a game that flows so smoothly at the time. <laughs> and, like, you know, <laughs> something that we all enjoyed so much at the time that it came out that we have such fond memory for. This is a great game, but I think, like, for me and Nate, we were too young for this game yeah. at the time. Whereas, like, Seasons, I'll be curious to see, like, when we play Seasons, like, how often, you know, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to play with Seasons. Because I think I've beat that, like, three times in my life but it's more combat focused i can see that yeah. being more up our alley because this game i mean the puzzles i thought were complicated there's a lot of them like there's the one i think the mermaid dungeon we go back in time back and forth mm-hmm. to alter things i mean jabu jabu's chip belly you have to raise water there's there's that one wall too in the mermaid dungeon where if you don't bomb it in i think it's the past like if you when you go to the future it will it won't be open 
and like you can't like bomb it in the future to get through you have to go back to the past and like bomb the wall do you know what i'm talking about no but my guy like, told me it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the it. room with the two rows of cracked blocks that you have to bomb through oh yes i know what you're talking you have about to, yes. like, tap the wall with your sword to find the hollow spot yeah okay like, i didn't do that, that i just that like, is, i know what you're talking about that is such a it's a dick move because like you know if you're a kid and you're just like oh i'm gonna go to the future now and then like you just can't progress and it's like well why would you ever think to go back in like I maybe one of maybe one of the owls you can use a mystery seat on tells you like you know hey there's a room here that you should like you know tap your sword to check for hollow walls but like there's no tell that that's what you need to do in that room. I think it's more of you're just supposed to know from playing previous Zelda's type of thing maybe or maybe the owl does tell you something but I I didn't talk. Yeah, to I never used the owls in my this playthrough, but I mean I know that they give you hints when you feed a mystery seed. So we use the internet know. owl. Yeah, but yeah, the internet told me, like, oh, internet tap owl. the wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> essentially what it was for us, so hey. Okay, no, I can see that being a, you know, definitely it being an issue. Because it just was complicated at times. It's it's like, it's, I don't know, some of the solutions, like, even just reading the guide, you know, like, I had the guide, but just, like, how would you figure that out? Like, <laughs> what, that's a, the, the some of the solutions just felt like a little too big brain, you know, you, <laughs> well, this answer... is the only game you're going to have. So, like, you have to figure it out. Like, you're going to run out of, you know, solutions. So then you're just going to start trying crazy shit. Well, you do what Younger <laughs> Barry did. You don't have any kids and you're don't have a, and you're going to and you're starting college. So you got time. Exactly. <laughs> I, I will say I, I beat it before. When did it come out? Was it was it like April? I, I think, think I have it pulled up. I can tell you in seconds, hopefully. May. Hey, yeah. So I, I actually beat both games before uh, I graduated in June because I remember for graduation, I got the Game Boy Advance because that mm. had just come out. And I remember just popping them in to go to the game, the Advance shop just to see what it was. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And then I turned it off and started playing Tony Hawk <laughs> 2 on DBA. That just came out. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that game, that game rules. It is. It does. <laughs> the seed shooter was cool in this game too. Like, I know it's just like the slingshot, but it's still a very cool item to have. Like, I yeah. liked it a lot. And I mean, I was the same way. Like, I only used the seeds when the game like kind of made me because I was just, I don't like to use exp- expendable items on the same way as Barry was talking about earlier. But I did like I, for some reason I didn't give a shit about the seeds. I just used them whenever. It bothered me less than other stuff because I got you get them so many you get them so often in this game and I was breaking everything so like, yeah you, even you know. even with getting so many I still it's just that that weird tendency like if it's depletable I don't want to use it like give me infinite and I'll use it like crazy yeah it's like a psychological thing I don't know well, don't play FF8 if I hate FF8 it's one of my <laughs> favorite games the whole draw system and that's the reason I don't like FF8 as much the draw system is terrible you don't want to use up your spells. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I understand completely. I just got done beating that game. So, <laughs> I, have be, some, I have stuff to say about that. I'll be next week. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm trying to think some other stuff I want to mention. Like, you know, it's cool to see the Zoras. Like, and I, I think you, you should brought this up earlier. It's the first time we, or I think you, or somewhere, at least the first time we see Zoras and stuff, you know, in 2D. Yep. And it's just cool to see Zoras. It's cool to see Gorons. Like, I was kind of bummed there was no Deku Town in this. I don't too. know. The Gorons, the Gorons look like squished. I, was, I don't know. Besides they, the fact that they wanted me to dance, I had no problem with the Gorons. I mean, the the design is fine, but like, I, I you know, you spend thousands of hours looking at Gorons and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and then they're like little squished guys here. Well, Game Boy Color. Like they just they took they took their uh, 3D design and they just like put it in a presser. 
<laughs> we're like, ah, perfect. I didn't mind that. And the Zoras look funny, too, with their long head tails. <laughs> that was fine. It's just cool to see Zoras yeah. in something else. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I didn't realize. Cool. I was just going to say, I didn't realize until tonight that they had never like shown up in 2d stuff and i've played yeah. like the only zelda game i haven't beaten is uh the ds ones and then uh zelda 2 well, will you be triforce heroes for ds 3ds uh no but i did play a lot of it that game's it's, fun that's a fun game yeah it gets a lot of hate but it, if you play it with friends it's fun yeah. if you play it with strangers it's terrible see my me and my friends all bought it in like 2016 yep. i think and like they they fell off of it but which bummed me out because i was like this it's fun oh yeah we we my <laughs> friends and i we just uh, then beat that game like over like weekends like every weekend we get together and play more and yeah. in, in the meantime like during the week we'd farm a little bit and try and buff up yeah, I, I like Triforce. I tried to play it with some friends of mine that one have been on the show. We just couldn't keep up at it, and we fell they, off and had internet if, issues constantly. If they put that shit on the Switch, oh, gangbusters. Oh, I would easily find. Now oh, that with yeah. the connections I have and the people I know now, I'd find somebody. And yeah. I'd play through it with people that are, like, dependable. Could be like, hey, we're playing it this day. Okay, you got it. Well, <laughs> you know, you're talking about, like, the Zoras. Zoras have always been there since Zora, Zelda 1, although they were called Zolas. Because of the translation thing of between the L's and the R's. And it became like a canonized thing because they were enemies that Zoras are good and the Zolas are like an off branch of the Zoras <laughs> that are are evil. And like that was like the way they had to justify calling them Zolas. But so technically Zoras started in Zelda 1 as, as just an enemy. Uh, it wasn't until Ocarina of Time that it really fleshed out them as a tribe and as creatures although in a link to the past there was one that was helpful they gave you the flipper so it did show some signs of being peaceful but this was the first time in 2d where we saw the the 3d design of them with the, the tail and their you know back of their head and all that stuff and this is also the first game to have both the zoras and the zolas yes <laughs> that's, so that's a cool concept too yeah to all those still call them zolas i'm pretty sure they call them zoras now but yeah, they call them Rivers, River Zoras is the official name, but they were originally Zolas. And one of the boss, like the first boss you fight in this game is a pumpkin, like, like a scarecrow pumpkin. You have to like knock his yeah. head off and then, yeah. throw his, and then kill the little fire guy inside his head. That the was boss funny. Is fun. It was. The bosses were cool. You fight a pole ghost in this. You have to, you can't look at like a boo and you have to shoot against the wall to bounce seeds mm-hmm. back at her. Like there's some cool stuff in this game that I didn't remember or have any acknowledgement of it i'm like this is this is damn cool like these you know are what? some cool bosses you know what boss isn't fun that rock guy like then the last dungeon oh god no he was horrible he has like four different phases yeah i did not I, I didn't enjoy fighting him you gotta hit him three times for each one and like yeah i had a really hard time with him especially like the one where he where you have to pull back his other arm I thought you were supposed to, like, grab the arm that he throws at you. So I'd run Same. into it, and I would take damage. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely annoying. He's a I'm hard ass. <laughs> and, like, throughout the game, as you're beating dungeons, you're seeing the Black Tower get more and more created, which I yeah. thought was cool. Because, like, when you come, when the game starts off, you come at the very beginning, and it's like, they're working out of their bitch about the queen is forcing them to work. And then as the game progresses, you see it get more and more done. See, that's the kind of thing, like in a 3d zelda like that would be cool to see like you go into a dungeon and you come out and like you know you like look on the horizon and you're like oh shit more of that castle more of that tower is built <laughs> like i was in there fucking around and <laughs> <laughs> they're building this tower oh, no, that, that, that's cool i mean the way you also first get the dinosaur you use the red guy you see him getting beat up by a bunch of those little guys that stole all your damn yeah 
stuff that they're beating on. I mean, they're just assholes. They are. Little assholes. <laughs> oh my god. The music in this game is pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Especially when you factor in Game Boy Color, not like known for its music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to. I did listen to a lot of it. I had sound on when I could. There were times when there was no sound, but there was sound quite often. Yeah, I played with the sound on. I I don't like sound when I play for reasons usually, but no, I, I had sound on for the most part, and that was nice. I, I didn't because I mean, again, a lot of the music was throwback music to previous Zeldas, and and that's my jam. So like you, you're playing stuff that was very memorable to me, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, they had some original tracks in there. Yeah, and they were all good. I mean, one there's like one little side where well, not really a side quest you have to do where you gotta go find a bunch of carpenters. That's the point where you have to use the different animals. And I thought that was cool because again, it felt oh. like a throwback to Ocarina of Time because carpenters. Yeah, that guy's got a Majora's Mask too with carpenters. Yeah. I forgot they were in it. I think this game has. Yeah. Does this they, game have more got... Majora's Mask stuff and seasons is more Ocarina stuff? I think so because the the carpenters really Majora's Mask because they were building the stuff for the clock tower parade. And the, the, oh, the, good point. I'm just thinking the Gerudo with the thieves. They they're still there in in Ocarina of Time, like you said, like the Gerudo with the thieves. We had to rescue them. The Happy Mask salesman is in this game for like no reason. Yeah. Oh, and the hand that you have to give the toilet paper to a Majora's yes. Mask yep. in this game. Yeah. Yep. As part of the trading side quest, that was you. Yeah, you literally get a pile of shit in a bag and have to trade that to some guy to get him to do something because he can't smell. Okay, you can't smell here. Smell this because he's because he's sick. His no, his no, it all stopped up. Well, he should be sicker after smelling a bunch of shit in a bag. Who knows how long it's been that bad? I, <laughs> I love the localization on that. Like how they like uh, the. All, everything is like misspelled. Like you know, he's like actually talking with stuffed up nose. Like that's so good. Yeah, it should have had him vomiting in the corner after he smelled that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it should have been. You just he, he, he's like, I gotta go, and he runs. He runs off somewhere, and you, you just you're, hey, don't kink, don't kink shame that guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. He, I mean, he likes to smell poop. That's his thing, man. <laughs> uh, the training side quest was cool. I think. What do you get again for doing? You get the better sword. I think for the training side quest, right? God. I the did final it. Thing of the trading sequence is the broken sword. So the okay, the broken sword because you don't even get a master sword in this game either. You just get a better sword, but it's not the master sword. Yeah, it's a master sword. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, I, I think I think it might be part of the links. You get the master sword. Yeah. I think, yeah. You the highest you can get in a non-link is two. Yeah. Which is the hero it, sword or something. It's noble sword, I think. Okay. It's a final upgrade to the wooden sword of ages that can only be with the. Uh, Upgrade like the linked. Yeah, you know, and I was okay that I didn't have to go look for seashells. I was okay with that. Oh, you did. I like the seashells. I do like it too, but it was okay that I didn't have to do that. <laughs> the trading side quest was cool in this game. I, I, I got a kick out of it. And this game had you has one town you go to, or you go to in the, in the present, and it's all destroyed, and you have because the volcano erupted. And you got to go in the past. Oh yeah, and save the volcano from erupting yeah. so they don't all die. Symmetry cool. Village. Yeah. That's a cool concept. Like that was time. Tra- like there's some really cool time travel stuff in this game that most things don't get right. And I'm like, I really like this, you know, and that was one of them. That was a really cool concept that to do. And I was like, okay, you know, just doing random shit. And then there's a guy that to get like, I think you to get him to fix your sword or to do the seed. You have to go through a stupid mini games. Like, Oh, you passed my, my, my process. And then I think there's like a little in quotations or something where he says like test or even tells you, he's just, oh, he's yeah. just screwing around. Yeah. He's just making do it for no reason. Oh, it was nice getting a new sword. I mean, supposedly one of the rings I had was supposed to let me be able to shoot magic, even though I had less than two hearts, but it never worked. Yeah, That's weird. Stupid. Maybe it's because you were cheating. <laughs> yes, because the game <laughs> could tell I was safe. <laughs> Did your emulation allow you into the advanced shop? Uh, no, it didn't. See, if only fine. you were playing on a GBA or... 
I was playing on actual Game Boy Color emulator. I probably could do it with a Game Boy Advance emulator. I just wasn't because the Steam Deck. I'm using Emu Deck. It's called, and I was using the actual Game Boy Color. I think emulator. You know that that raises an interesting question on because they're bringing this to Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. And like, if there's the Advance Shop, like, are they going to let you boot that up yeah. with their GBA emulator? Yeah. It will. I think they'll just boot it up as if you're in a GBA. Like it will just acknowledge it and just have because it because there's the Game Boy emulator that's available for like yeah. you know non expansion plus, but then GBA is only for expansion pass. I think I think the ROM that they're gonna upload is gonna be the ROM as if it was loaded in a GBA. Yeah, GBA. Like and you. then and then they're gonna lock it behind the GBA. No. <laughs> no, that's a very Nintendo thing to do, but I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> that is a very uh, Nintendo thing to do. I, I think you'll just be playing it on the GB Color app, and it'll just be like, oh yeah, here, it's like you're playing on the Game Boy Advance. Because, I mean, the 3DS, like, I couldn't get into the Advance shop. I'm glad that this is you coming at some oh, point. Wait, I forget on the 3DS, like, playing on the 3DS, the Advance shop was actually closed? Yeah, the door's shut. Oh man, I'll watch if they do that, man. That would be real dick. So that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like they have the two because to do GBA games, you have to have expansion pass. So yes. I, I bet you I they're mean, just going to release it, it on the Game oh. Boy emulator and call it good. And no, not they showed boot it up. Oh yeah, I think I think they'll either do that or they'll do a check, and if you have the expansion pass, so <laughs> open up the advanced. <laughs> shop. Man, I hope so because like I've I've never been in it. Like I played it. I played seasons. Maybe I have on a GBA, but like ages, I I played as a kid on my uh, GameCube with the little Game Boy adapter, I and I don't think that let you in either. The Game Boy adapter, I think, would if it was the Game Boy Player. Yeah, because it'd be Game Boy Advance. It's a Game Boy Advance. Mm. The if I remember correctly, it just like had rings in it, like special rings that you can yeah, only just get special there. rings, and you can buy seeds and stuff. You can still access it in the regular game. You just have to go through more hoops. Because I went to it in the regular game. Oh, did you? Yeah, you just have to warp around. You have to wait to get the third song. It's nothing too special. It was more of a concept of, hey, we're releasing this game so close to the GBA, so we want to do something special for the console <laughs> launch. Yeah, pretty much. Because the GBA launched in, like, June, and this was May. So it was, like, a, less than a month away or a mm. month away. It's a late release, too, for Game Boy Color. Well, I mean, if they were working on three games at one time, like... Yeah, that's probably why they just said, fuck it. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Nintendo came and said, hey, you need to, like, you know, you need to have this released before the GBA. (laughs) I think the real travesty is flagship in itself, because they they were doing these these four games that that came down to the Oracle games, and then they worked on Four Swords. They made Four Swords, as well as ported Link to the Past, and did the, the Four Swords dungeon. And then they went on to do Minish Cap, and then that was it. I was like, why? Like, keep let them keep going. What the heck? Great yeah. game, too. Yeah. It's the same thing with, uh, if you look at Mega Man, um, Inti Creates, the team did the Zero games, and then they went on to the ZX games, and then Capcom's like, no more Mega Man. So they're like, well, we like doing that. So they made the Azure Striker Gunvolt series because they're like, well, we want to keep going, but you won't let us use your IP, so we'll make our own. Uh, <laughs> it just sucks that Nintendo, I don't think it was Nintendo. I think maybe Capcom dissolved flagship. It's entirely possible. Anything to do with it. But it just sucks because it's like, come on. Like, they did so well. They had four great Zelda games, and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool to have had like 2D Zelda, 3D Zelda, like, you know, led by different, you know, I guess, developers. Well, that's why I'm so interested to see what Dimps is doing right now because they they did the uh, ports of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. 
Those are really uh, good. And then they did their, you know, Ever Oasis was their own thing, which didn't do well. So it's like, oh. And then they did Link's Awakening. The, mm. you know, so it's like, what are you doing after Link's Awakening? It's been that was 2019. So yeah, what are you was... doing since then? Like it's been almost four years. <laughs> like you've got to be working on a new Zelda game or something. I want to see what you're doing. <laughs> or a patch for Link's Awakening. Just make it run a smidge smoother. I think <laughs> I think hoping for that patch good. at this point is it's not happening. Yeah. It's still a great game. It is. <laughs> it's just you know it stutters like crazy. Oh, one of the bosses that I want to talk about was Smog, which is the one you have to use the Canis Samara to kill. Did you guys have a hard time with that one where he has little the little like orbs are moving around or little clouds of him? And you have to like hit the blocks so they end up connecting. I had a hell of a time trying to make oh, that get through that fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was annoying. Okay, I just could not get him to freaking connect. Like, I was doing it wrong, too, for a while. But, like, I would get it, like, he'd start to go, and then it would just, just fizzle back and go right back to where it's supposed to be. Like, come oh, the fuck. <laughs> it was very annoying. I did not like it. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at some of the other bosses that are in here that I want to mention. You also fight a freaking, you fight a big, like, giant crab thing. I remember that's in the Mermaid Cave. You have the jelly, which kind of reminded me of the, kind of, the Jabu Jabu. kind of reminded me of Ocarina stuff, where you have to, like, that's where you have to use the switch hook to get him to hurt himself. That was kind of a oh, cool yeah. fight. You have yeah, the okay. the big green moblin that you fight at one point, kind of like kick out of his little fort that he took over in the Gorons. That was cool. I like I like the king moblin. I thought he was. You talk about Wart? It looks like Wart, but it's not Wart. Yeah, <laughs> it does look like him though. But yeah, he's just the big like moblin guy that is that took over something with the with the Gorons and throws bomb flowers at you. Oh, it was cool. I liked him. I remembered him from when I played this as a kid because that was around the time I stopped playing. <laughs> So, I always remembered him. Like I just liked him. I liked the sprite a lot. I still really like sprites though in games. Like stuff like this, just I just really appreciate. Have you seen Yacht Club's uh, Mina the Hollower? That looks like a the the it, mouse game. Yeah. Yes, I that straight up is like this game. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'll be picking it up at some point on sale. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. It looks. I cool. mean, they. It, I mean, the sprite work in these two games are top-notch, really good. Mm-hmm. I right, know, it held up like, really good. I never felt like Link was just too large, you know, or too small. Like, uh, they did they did a really good job with that. Yeah, no, everything, everything looked good. I mean, I had no problem with that in the game. I really didn't have too many problems. Like, I mean, some stuff was, you know, challenging and made my brain think. But again, I was reading, so it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it didn't it didn't take away anything from the game. The game was still very good. So for that and still holds up to this day. Well, I was, I was impressed. I mean, there's one part you got to sneak by guards. I know people are complaining about because it's kind of like Ocarina. I'm like, that's fine. That doesn't yeah. that didn't bother me. Wasn't I mean, that hard. Yeah, when you think about where it came out, I mean, Ocarina was such a big game and still, you know, talked about. I mean, still talked about all these years later. So especially then it was still talked about. And they were saying, oh, look, this was part of that successful game. Let's replicate it oh, yeah. in our own way to try to capitalize on that success. And that was fine. Yeah. And fighting, what's her name, Vera? Yeah, fighting Vera, like, the way that you have to, like, she's in the queen. You have to, like, pull her out of the queen. That was cool. I really like that. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was stupid that they had the drama that, oh, if you kill the queen, Rolf, this random guy that you met, it will die because he's a descendant of the queen, but we never told you. Well, Ralph has been, like, he he keeps, like, showing up throughout your adventure. Screaming at you, running away as fast as you can. Yeah. I did, like, his, at the end, he was, like, he basically tells Link, sorry, he's like, you've actually been doing stuff that is helpful, and I've just been running around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, you fight, I forgot, you fight Vera twice. Once you fight her in Nauru, and then when you get her out of Nauru, then she takes over the queen. Yeah. Okay. And you fight her at the end of the Black Tower, where then you gotta get her out of the queen, and that's where Ralph is like, I'm gonna die. And then you <laughs> kill Ralph. <laughs> 
Would it have been a bad pre- like it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> biggest biggest tease in Zelda history though is Twin Rova. Yep. And then they're just like, hee hee hee, see you in Oracle of Seasons. It's like, ah. Oh. Hey, that's a way to make you buy both games. But you know what? They, <laughs> yeah. This is two games done right in that sense, because unlike Pokemon or Metabots or all the other ones that try to copy <laughs> Pokemon at the time, these are two very different distinct. games. Yeah. They're distinct games. They're standalone games. It's not just one thing is here and not there. It's it's legit. And some people say, like, oh, they're the same entry. I'm like, no, they're two they're different not. games. They're two different entries in the Zelda series. It's not one the title. Two different they just, stories, too. Two completely different stories. They just <laughs> happen to link up. But no, I agree with you. It's done right because, I mean, Pokemon Blue and Red are not that different. I mean, this is these are two completely I mean, same assets to a degree, but even then, different assets, different. They're completely different games. Like, they're not, they're just done in the same style. I also like that whatever Animal Buddy you get in the first game you play, when you link up, you don't actually have to get the pick again. It's automatically given that your Animal Buddy follows over with you. But yeah. you can get another one then, too. No, you can't. No, you oh, you only can't. have one. So instead of like when you when you boot up seasons, the sequence that you would initially meet like Ricky and Moosh will not be there. I don't believe at all. Or if they're there, that you just get to use them for that one little instance. And that's it. And you will have Dimitri as if it's carried over because it's the same link. Like he's carrying over and joining you on your trip. OK, that's cool. Yeah. The whole idea, I guess, when I was reading is that. After Link's Awakening, he wakes up on this island, goes to a temple, and then the Triforce activates and then sends him to these two different places, I guess, of the story. Well, he, he goes to one place first and then to the other. But that's yeah. after Link to the Past. Oh, is Link Awakening after this, then? Originally, they, they've, like... Nintendo like moves things around, but yeah, the original no real... the original way they stated it and the way it plays out and will always be in my head is that Link's Awakening comes after this, and this happens after Link to the Past. Because at the end of A Link to the Past, you have the Triforce together. It's right there. And that's the, the same temple you go to in the beginning of this game. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. And then, yeah, because Link's Awakening, he most likely dies. No, he doesn't die. He doesn't well, die. he's on a raft. He, he got saved. The windfish is above him. Oh, good and, point. Yeah, so. All right. Um, <laughs> I had a, uh, there was a Scholastic book fair that had like a choose your own adventure mm-hmm. Zelda book based on Oracle of Ages. And I oh, that's that. cool. Yeah. I That's had that awesome. as a kid, and I thought it was yeah, it was the coolest thing. I wish I still had it. I wonder that if that is... was uh, chosen by by Nintendo. <laughs> What'd you say? I wonder how Nintendo felt about that. They approved it. Yeah, because it was like it was literally the story of Oracle of Ages, but like it, it was like a choose your own adventure thing where it'd be like, uh, do you want to help Ralph? You know, or do you want to bop him in the head with a rock and like oh the rock and it'd be like oh sorry turn to page 46 and you know it ends now go back to the beginning yeah, there's a few of them oh that's so cool they did a 12 book series in 1991 to 1992 of Zelda there must have been another one later on that you're talking about but yeah they did a, they did a few oh, there's a bunch of you Mario talking, ones you're, oh, you're talking the original nintendo ones like I, I no, had this, those too. No, this, this was, was Oracle of Ages like yeah. I, it, was, it was specifically Oracle of Ages because I was like hey I have seasons like yeah, there there was the original one, and I remember like if you're looking looking at them, the one I read the most was like there was like an Olympics and like it shows I think Luigi jumping over like a pole vault uh, with the king <laughs> as a rabbit on the cover. Uh, those those were like the adventure system or something they called them. There was then they were all numbered and they were really cool, you know, especially in the 80s. Yeah, uh, there it is. Or in the early 90s. I'm trying to find it now that you brought it up, but I can't. My Google search is not going very well. Here, this is it right here. You listeners, this link will yeah. not probably be there, but <laughs> <laughs> just uh, 
just imagine the coolest book to a 10 year old's brain. Game Boy number three, The Legend of Zelda Oracle Ages. Apparently yeah. you can you can buy it for $14 on allbriz.com. That's cool though. Like that I would have loved this as a kid. Yeah, like I saw it because you know you get those cool ass paper things and I saw it in there and I was like, I want it. <laughs> Gotta have it. Was there one for a season then too? It does yeah, there is one for seasons. I didn't know that. That's that one's cool. only that one's only four bucks. I think that's a guide. Or no, that never mind that. Yeah, that's not one of those. That's cool. Okay. That's something that I would have loved as a kid. Gonna... Oh, there's a bunch of these things. That's those really cool. cool. Yeah, I didn't know these things. Yeah, for those, for all the people out there that didn't know what we're talking about, hey, they actually made, uh, you know, choose your own adventure books with Zelda. So hey, there you go. Another thing to collect if you're a collector of Zelda. <laughs> Just please don't jack up. Stuff. Please don't jack up the prices until I can get a copy. <laughs> you gonna buy one? <laughs> I might. <laughs> like, hmm, I better go look this up now. That's still really cool. I'm I'm excited to know these exist. I don't like choose your own adventure books. I also don't read books enough, but that's really cool. All right. Any other things that you guys want to say about Oracle Ages before we go down to questions, comments, or memories? If you haven't played it, definitely give it a shot because it's awesome. When it comes to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can exactly. You could play it when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. Is that, awesome. Have they announced it? Yeah, have they? Yeah, they have. Oh, okay, cool. They, 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 have they, haven't, have they, they haven't given us a date. I'm not surprised. It'll be after we record this and they'll announce it tomorrow. And they'll be like, it comes out tonight. <laughs> they dropped <laughs> right. Metroid. They I, put Metroid Fusion on pretty fast. So. Who wants Metroid Fusion? That game sucks. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's a good game. I just oh, that game is hard. <laughs> Very good. I'm just throwing shit. I like the other ones better. I like Zero Mission better, but no, it's a it's a good it's a good one. It's just really fucking hard. So that's all I got for that. All right. And from the first group, I watched the entire Orbital Super Replay group from Nick Ludeman. The main memories I have from this game are getting stuck somewhere and then coming back months later to get past it. Once was when I didn't realize you could use some kind of berry to teleport out of an area. And the other was at the last boss. Despite going to back to play A Link's to the Past and Link's Awakening, I never replayed Oracle Ages and sadly have no idea what happened to my Game Boy Color and its games. From Lance Howard, man, I really like the Oracle games. They both had so many cool things to discover. I really want to see them get remade like Link's Awakening did. Throw in some bonus dungeons as a tribute to the third Oracle game they couldn't do. I mean, that would be cool, but I don't see that happening. But it would be cool. I wouldn't have an issue. All right. And from Richard Sampson, friend of the show. This is one of the titles I played multiple times. One of the few Zeldas where you encounter the final boss multiple times and it's enjoyable. I love the past and present switching that work better than the split timeline from Ocarina of Time. And from Jason Pagan, did it drop on Switch Online? Not not at the time of this recording. No, but hopefully soon. <laughs> it is coming, though. It's confirmed. Which that makes is awesome. me happy. All right. From Adam Carr. I fucking love these games. In the Pathion of Zelda games, they are understandably forgotten, but they hold up so damn well today and have a very special charm about them that other Zelda games simply don't have. Okay. Strong. And from Game Boy Paradise, from Joe Lisinski, dude, saying the dancing Goron part is hard as fuck. Because I said that's why I quit playing this game. Is that your alt account? No. <laughs> from Alexander Kinch, got them both at launch when no one cared about Game Boy Color and everything was all GBA. <laughs> All right, from Langdon Alger. Now you got to get the code for season to get the true ending. I saved the code that the game gave me, and I will be doing that one day. Once from now. Sorry, so quick. Barry, do you remember how much this cost when you bought them? I want to say twenty nine ninety five or so. Okay. Like, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, that seems accurate. And from yeah, J- Jansen Gonzalez, that Goron part was hella hard. At least I struggled a lot. Me too. From J. Jones, I always get stuck if the game gives you no direction at all. 
feels like that sometimes. From the official Laser Time community, from Jason Flint, I had a choose your own adventure book based on ages that I got from a book fair. It was pretty neat. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you're not the only one, Nate. That's my alt account. <laughs> I, I, I read this like v- briefly, but it didn't click. And then now that we had this whole conversation about the books and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, that's cool. Oh, my God. Did we go to the same? Are we looking up at the same Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair? Are we the best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Call me right now, please. <laughs> From Jason Heiser. I'm so stoked for both seasoned ages to be released on Switch. I am too. I won't play them, but I'm really happy that people are going to get to experience them now that would have never played them otherwise. I mean, I feel like a lot of people won't beat them, and a lot of people probably just drop them down because they're going to be hard as hell, but it makes me happy that it will be out there for people to experience easier. I think and for free. People too little credit, I think, or too, like you have little, too little faith in people. I think they'll beat it. Especially However, if they go with seasons. Like, it's, it's a lot more straightforward, and hopefully that inspires them to do ages. It also depends when it drops. If they if they if they're smart, they'll drop it this month uh, to prep for Tears of the Kingdom. If they drop yeah. it next month, people are going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's it's going to get swallowed up. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to do it while all the hype is going on. Everyone's all excited for Zelda. And to to be but honest, me. Nintendo is really bad about game preservation. But <laughs> I when they like showed off like what games were coming and Oracle of Ages was in there, it gave me just a glimmer of hope that, you know, they're going to bring more, more cool game boy color games to uh, the switch. So they will. it wouldn't surprise me if they did like the next drop this month and they had ages and or seasons, but at least ages there for game boy and for game boy advance. It did uh for link, link to the past four swords. Yeah. So like, like uh, something for each of the the systems that still have Zelda games to put out. That would be cool. I mean, they should do that. Like give people because especially now all the hype, like make people get even more excited for your Zelda game that you spent millions on. All right. And from the Zelda fan group, I got a lot. I won't be reading all, but thank you guys. Uh, from Neil Baker, continue the adventure in Oracle of Seasons. I personally like Seasons better. I will be. It's <laughs> uh, soon. From JJ from J A Malabres. Ages was a favorite of mine. I was only nine when my mom bought it, so I'm not sure how I managed to beat it. Some of its puzzles still confuse me. <laughs> I get that. I was 20. I'm 35 and it's 34 until confused me. From Andy Hauser, both oracles are great. Full honesty, I never have beaten Ages, but I'm working on it now. Downloaded both on 3DS and linked them together. Right. From Lawrence Johnson, I like the Skull Dungeon. The item, the switch hook is awesome, and the same goes for the music. Okay, here's a good one. From Rachel Lynn. This is my first Zelda game, my second overall video game after Pokemon Blue. I guess you like Blue. Well, wow. <laughs> right, I mean, you're playing two what? two great games. I was gonna say, what a powerhouse combo! Yeah, seriously, like, Pokemon and Zelda to start off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's some good games right there. All right, from Sky Blue Fraser, Oracle Ages is one of my favorite games of all time. But your story of not being able to beat to beat the Goron Dance reminded me that back back then I had to call the Nintendo Guide Hotline for help fin- finding the Mermaid Cave. I missed a key somewhere and had to wait for a day for someone to call me back and walk me step-by-step step until I figured out what I missed. I don't remember if it cost any money, but I feel like it was free or my mom would have said so. I doubt it was free. I doubt it was free. That it was free, and I'm sure that, that agent that picked up the phone was cursing you with every breath <laughs> you trying to find this missing key. <laughs> All right, from Chris Dillon, got stuck at the same spot, used the game chart to get, bro- to get the brother emblem, and my game never worked right after that. Never finished it. To get the brother emblem. <laughs> That's that emblem you get from the dance scene. Oh. And last group, I'll read a couple of these from the Zelda hub. From Lauren Aura Thor- Thorka. I'm playing this one right now. I was going to finally play through the Oracle games before Tears of the Kingdom came out. Don't think I'll have the time before them, but just wanted to say I'm working on this one too. 
I'm glad. Uh, from Matt Johnson, Oracles are peak handheld Zelda. Such great games. They are my favorite titles in the series. Don't forget to transfer your file to Seasons. And then back to Ages for 100%. Yeah, that part won't be happening. So, <laughs> All right, from Stephen Hull. Beating both is great considering you get level 3 Sword and Shield. From ZZ Dan- D-, D, the best Zelda game for the Game Boy Color for sure. It just keeps giving. It has replay value too. I will definitely play it again multiple times in my life. And I'm waiting patiently for a remake. Good luck with that one. Oh, from we all Jordan's... thought that was going to be, like, that's what they were working on after Link's Awakening was that would be cool. the Oracle remakes until the, the NSO Direct where it showed Oracle of Ages coming and all hopes of that pretty much got oh, yeah, dashed. Right. I get a remake now. From Jordan Sams, this was a childhood favorite, though I still have nightmares about Jabu Jabu's belly. <laughs> and from Francisco Bravo, last one I'm going to read. I played this game 20 years ago and I loved it. I just started playing it again. Hey, just like me, 20-some years ago. <laughs> Went back to it. And before we go on to our last segment, I need to give away a code because I need to get rid of codes. Uh, here's a Steam code for Orbital Racer, whatever the hell that is. Uh, the code is <laughs> oh, uh, 0-E-L-P-K-Y-W-F-Q-N-P-E-V-B-2. And that is your code for Orbital Racer. Steam code. So. All right. And we'll bring it to our last thing, shelf stacker box. And oh, Barry, why don't you go first? Easy shelf, of course. <laughs> like, duh, it's Zelda. It's an awesome game. Like I said, at the time, it was my second favorite Zelda game ever. I think more people need to play this. I feel it's it's underappreciated and underloved just because it, it does require you to use your brain. And I, I've always loved it. So absolutely put on the shelf forever like i'll be dead and that thing will still be on the shelf (laughs) (laughs) all right and what about you nate that means i get to ransack your tomb and get a rope sure you can do that (laughs) you know i'm gonna put this on the stack i enjoyed it more this playthrough but i think that's because i had a guide and i didn't have to use my brain that helps okay I'm also going to put this in a stack. I had a really good time, and I finally did it, Young Mike. We finally beat this game 20 years later, over 20 years later. But it's not something that I'm probably going to go back to ever. But I'm really glad I finally beat a game that my mom did find. So, oh, I sorry. I just want to mention yeah, also please. that I swore I had never beat this game before like this round. But when I booted up my 3DS, I had a completed, cleared file. So apparently I beat it forever ago, forgot everything about it, <laughs> and just like <laughs> gaslit myself into believing I'd never beat it. <laughs> I did that with Paper Mario. I thought I beat it and turned out, ne- never beat it. <laughs> it happens. That's cool, though. I mean, hey, that's, I mean, that's why I keep lists of every game I beat. And now I make podcasts about every game I oh, beat. So it's... I'll have, I have information that I can look back. <laughs> So if I ever have memory issues, like, then I haven't played it. Let's go. Let's look in the, in the catalog. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> let's see what I thought 50 years ago. I'm, I'm still alive. So, yeah, you can. Oh, right. Nate. Oh, and I should announce what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, you get to hear me and Nate again and other people talk about Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh. I cannot wait to talk about that game. Another game with time. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. But really weird time. Really, really weird really game. Weird. It's a weird game. So you get to hear about all that next week. And Barry, where can people find you at? You could find me on Twitter at HawkHellfire. So please send a message. Love talking video games. You could find me at NintendoFuse.com or YouTube.com slash NintendoFuse for our bi-weekly podcasts and other Nintendo news. And you could also find me at PremiumEditionGames.com where you could find physical copies of brand new Switch games, PS4, 5 games, and even the original Nintendo 
plus other items. So check it out. We just announced two brand new Switch games, Wife Quest and Super Dungeon Maker, going up uh, very soon. So definitely check those out. Uh, on top of that, you can find us on Twitter at Premium Edition 1 and everywhere else at Premium Edition Games. I actually have Wife Quest, by the way. I bought oh, that randomly. fantastic game. Never played it yet, but I did buy it randomly in a in a, in a bundle. It looked cool. My Wife Quest ended in 2017. <laughs> 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 that was good. <laughs> see, but see, it's it's not about that. It's the wife's quest. You play as the wife. Oh my God! See, mm-hmm. there I go. Mm-hmm. And you have to go, and you have to beat up bosses and punish them. Is what I remember. Like, yes, you and do. I, and I was thinking, yeah. like, this is an entire game. Like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, punish re- them. You punish, you beat them you up. punish every enemy. Literally, you like choke the life out of them. You see their spirit leave. You rip <laughs> off their wings and you break their bones and you just want to kill them in very interesting and funny ways. It's a hilarious platforming game. It's with RPG elements, tough battles. It's it's an awesome game. I'm gonna have to check this out. Too. It is really good. And if you don't, and if you don't, I mean, you can buy a physical copy thanks to thanks to Premium Edition. But if you otherwise, digital is on Steam and other things. But yeah, it, it's. It, it looks really cool. I've been meaning to want to play it sometime. I just yeah, oh, so haven't got around to it. And, and if you like Zelda Super Dungeon Maker, uh, we're doing the physical that goes up actually uh, Monday, uh, this upcoming Monday. Awesome, awesome games. Like It's the Zelda Maker we all wanted Nintendo to make. It's, and never it never will. It, it never will. It's Infinite Zelda, and it's absolutely so much fun. When you meant, like, again, every time you guys mention games, I look them always up on Steam. I mean, I know I don't support the way I should support, but at least I do support the developer somewhat and buy them on Steam, usually. Because again, you, you, you guys only publish I mean, you publish stuff that's really good, so it gets my attention right away. So this might seem like a kind of duh question, but Super Dungeon Maker, is that just basically like you can share codes like Mario Maker? Um, so yeah, so you get to not only make dungeons and you can make big dungeons, like like seven floor dungeons with really and you get to draw each like room so it's not just like squares like Link's Awakening. You get to actually customize whatever shape you want. You could do different triggers like when enemies spawn when you enter a room, or you could have like an enemy drop a key, or you know, room like doors we have to kill all the enemies to go through. You got things like the hook shot, like bombs, the whole nine yards. So you get to make your own dungeons and share them with your friends. You could also play dungeons that the developer team has already put there for you to try out like to give you ideas and then you can go to the community and you could play the thousands of dungeons between that were made on steam as well as on the switch and not only can you play them but if you really like them cross play if you like them you could download them onto your system so you could play even offline that sounds great and does it have a uh sorry does it have a clear condition like mario maker where like it you know Yes. You just can't like make a troll dungeon where you no can no there is it. there is a gold uh, golden egg because you play as a chicken so you got to get the Ooh. golden egg <laughs> and that you you can put the golden egg whatever so you yeah however you have to do sometimes you may you can it's, it depends on the person so they could put bosses they could put, like three bosses in the same room right before the egg so you got to beat the bosses like you could do whatever you want but, but yeah, like there is, they uh, they have to be able to clear their own level before they can publish I be- it. I believe so okay but. But every level I've tested, because I've played a bunch of user-created dungeons, not only did they all, you know, were they all beatable, but we, we did one on stream last night, and it was a 40-minute dungeon. 
And like there were puzzles wow. that were racking the brain. Like, oh my god! Like, like, like you know those sliding puzzles on ice with the sliding blocks? Yeah. Like they yes. created that. Like so you can make dungeons with those in them. Like oh, you could, like you could do a lot. This is not like a basic. So like, Satan you... has this game too. That's cool. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. <laughs> it it is so good, and and so few people have heard about this game. So we're honored to be able to bring this out physically. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if you like Zelda dungeons. And the more support they get, maybe they'll actually add a. Uh, a uh, world builder is one of the things they want to do, like Mario Maker. Ooh. So they just need more support. But they, there's so much already. In, you'll be surprised, like just opening up what you could do in creating a dungeon. It's incredible. All right. In the YouTube, I got, thing, I got this wish listed. <laughs> in the YouTube thing I found that's advertising it called something, some, some, some YouTube says Super Dungeon Maker does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, really, it <laughs> oh, does. Yeah. It is exactly what we yeah. wanted from Nintendo. It looks really cool. I'm watching a video of it. So, okay. See, again, I wish listed it too. See, Barry, you always mention games that get my interest and I have to wish list them <laughs> and then buy them. So, well, we, trust me, we wouldn't, we wouldn't put our money behind releasing a game physical unless we all really loved it. So, this is, he's got the seal of approval. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our content on Podbean that we cover. Uh, you can go right on Podbean and search, type in a game, type in a movie. You never know. We might have done it. We do movies, comics, video games, all sorts of stuff. Whatever I can convince people to talk with me about. I do. So go through there. Look at our giant catalog. Um, we've done a bunch of other Zeldas. You'll see a link in the show notes for all the other Zeldas that we've done, too. So if you don't really want to look, you can just go in there and grab links. Uh, you also see a link to premium edition games. Go order some games because people love physical because physical can't be taken away and Nintendo likes to do that. So I appreciate that. Go buy them physical. I won't, but I'm, I'm, I'm a special beast. So that's different. That's a different thing, but <laughs> so go do that. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena and hell has You can follow her on TikTok and tell her I, I sent you. Uh, she makes TikToks all the time. Also want to give a sh- shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me, started his own podcast. A gamer looks at 40. He actually did cover the entire Zelda series. So definitely go check him out you'll see a link in the show notes to his podcast and if you support the show we do have a patreon for those dog vote in our patreon poll right now we're doing two polls a recovered poll from our early episode you get to choose which one you want us to do and we're also doing tim curry movies mike has never seen so for as little as you can go vote in our polls we have ones we have new polls every month and you support the show we also have a discord which is free you can join our discord and chat with us and please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and on youtube i think that's everything i need to say so we will see you guys all next time Bye, everybody. Have a good one.